Welcome to another episode of the Comfort Monk Podcast. Another North Carolina legend on the show today, Terrence Richard, uh, most notably of the group Junior Astronomers. They've been hitting it in the scene here for at least 10 years or so, and uh, Terrence, is, Terrence is like one of those front men who, <laughs> I mean, the, the first few times I ever played a show with him, we were really nervous to ever have to follow them because his energy level is so high and he is so charismatic and just absolutely has the crowd in the palm of his hand. So, uh, you know, in, in many ways I've been inspired by him over the years and, and thankfully we've been able to play a lot of shows together and, you know, we even have had some crossovers and personnel at times and... Uh, but again, you know, one of those people I've known for a long time, but just haven't had a chance to talk to in this long form like I'd like to, and, and it was really great to get a chance to do that. And a couple candid moments happened on Mike where people came up to chat with Terrence while he was on the phone with us, and I loved it just because I feel like it's a they're very purely Terrence moments. They're they're amazing, so we're definitely gonna leave them in there. But uh. But yeah, Terrence is, uh, is, I don't know if by the time this show comes, or this episode comes out, if the cat will be allowed to be out of the bag, but assuming so, uh, he seems to be working on some solo material, which is super exciting. Um, and I think the last full length from, from Junior Astronomers is their record Body Language, but they have a record Dead Nostalgia before that, and their first EP uh, was recorded by Bo White, who recorded first couple Blanca records who is also a guest on the Comfort Monk podcast so everything's full circle around here yeah. you can connect the dots easily oh, yeah. but yeah it was it was great talking to Terrence uh, if you're not already familiar with it definitely check out Junior Astronomers and if you are already familiar with it revisit it because those records hold up they're they're amazing and uh, Terrence is a, a personality and a and a just a really inspiring artist but yeah check them out they're amazing and thanks for listening to the show guys Yeah, born and raised, man. I uh, I uh, lived like close to like the uptown area. Uh, when they put the Panther Stadium in, I was like I was like a block away, so I like lived where like the practice uh, practice area was for the Panthers, so I could like walk up there and watch them practice when I was a kid. Um, and it was chill, man. Like I went to some pretty nice uh, schools uh, and just had a relaxing ass time. Uh, didn't start getting in, into like trouble, trouble until like middle school. Um, what kind of trouble ever, were you were you getting into? Just normal like, Hellraiser yeah, kid shit, like skipping and a lot of like a lot of just like getting sent out of class. I never like got suspended or any of that, but I was always just like a class clown because like I was just nervous all the time. Like I didn't like silence, so I was just like when it was too quiet in the classroom, I just like say some dumb shit and then I get sent out of class. Yeah, I feel you on that, dude. I've I've 
struggle to to get a grasp of comfortable silence in life. Yeah. It's easy to fill the void with, with I mean, I think that's probably why the two of us are fronting bands, right? Because yeah. we, we like to fill the void with our own personal bullshit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I, I think it's like, I don't know, like, I feel like I'm comfortable with the silence now, but more so it's just like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I like talking about stuff. I like, I like communicating. And I think that, that the classroom was like kind of like a stifling thing because it's like, you got to raise your hands and shit to speak and everything. It's like, why are we not just like fluidly communicating uh, about these topics and stuff like that? So we can all like, I don't know, have, have more um, stuff going on and more like, you know, more interaction instead of like, all right, I'm going to listen to you talk. And then we're going to talk for a second. And you're going to talk for a second. Well, then, so. then the podcast is kind of the perfect form for the two of us, man. That is true. That is true. You know? <laughs> so, so, you know, you're growing up, you're going and you got the Panthers practicing right down the street. Like, do you remember when you started to kind of feel the need to find some sort of creative outlet? Or was it even something that was that clear for you? Uh, I always, um, I always wanted to be creative. Just, I think mostly because, like, I like I have like this, this like stir crazy kind of feeling in my, in my soul all the time. Like I'm always like, I got to keep moving, keep doing stuff. Um, but I think I, I started like being creative with my sister. My sister was like a catalyst for a lot of the stuff. Um, mostly because like she started writing poetry. So I was like, I can do that and I can be better at it. And it was like around, like she was like, she was 13. I was 11. So I started writing poetry because she did it. And then she started trying to sing in choir. It was like right before I got to, high school she was in choir i believe and i was like i can sing i need choir and then like the main push for music was when i went to like it was ninth grade and i went to a battle of the bands at one of these old venues in town uh uh called tree my music hall oh, um yeah. i played one of the worst our, shows of my life at that venue oh yeah that place is <laughs> good and terrible yeah i mean um, but like, also iggy pop I think, or Iggy and the Stooges, or not Iggy and the Stooges, but some version of Iggy, or maybe just Mike Watt, I don't know. But there's been some legends who've rolled through there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Definitely. They, they, I saw, like, that was the place that I really, like, sunk my teeth into music. Like, I was there, like, every weekend with all my friends just, like, going to shows and shit. But I remember, like, the first show I went to by myself was there, um, and Phil, the guitar player in our band, um, was playing in his pop-punk band that he doesn't like to mention. Uh <laughs> What was but it called, I, uh, dude? What was the name of that band? It was called Another Day. Oh, hell yeah. Another Day.myspace.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I saw that and I was like, I can fucking do that. I know these kids. Like, it was just kind of like a, like a revelation being like, oh, well, like these kids aren't that much older than me and they're doing something. And then I started wanting to play music. Then I started playing in an acoustic uh, band with my friend Ben and then playing a, like a hardcore band and then played. Uh, acoustic again and then fucking played and started junior astronomers yeah man i've always been curious about that like i mean were in any of those bands were you doing something outside of being a vocalist were you ever playing an no, instrument I, no i never never really like um i i've always like dabbled in guitar like i've like i i can like place a little something something but i i, I for some odd reason my fingers just don't understand the the guitar playing at all and I've, I've literally played for as long as i can remember and i still don't know shit well you know? dude you've done more without having a guitar in your hands than most people have with one so don't worry about it <laughs> one, one second someone just drove up what's up 
How are you? What's up? Y'all doing all right? Good, good, good. Doing an interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no, all good. It's all good. It's like for a podcast. Y'all want to say? Want me yeah, say tell them to guys? say what's up. This will be the first guest appearance from. Huh? Eli Baumgartner says, "Love is real, baby." Yeah. He's out, y'all. That was the most Terrence yeah. moment we could have had on the yeah. podcast, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just sitting on the porch, man. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome, man. Uh, but yeah, dude. I mean, like I was saying, dude. I, I I'm inspired by your your dedication towards. Uh, I mean, it, it it makes sense that you were inspired by your sister's poetry because that kind of lends itself to where your voice and your and the pipes are are really the main means to the end creatively for yeah. you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Is she yeah, it's like, is she still writing poetry? No, uh, every once in a while she's like she's like a psychologist, so she does like a uh So she's thinking one way or yeah, another. Yeah, 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 so she doesn't she doesn't really uh do that too much, but she always talks about it. She's always like I did that first. I did it, but I'm like, "Yeah, you did, but I I I do it now, you know, I still yeah, do I it." I still do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she um it, for me, it's like it's always been about lyrics. It's always been about like saying something because it's like everybody everybody can sing, in my opinion, or at least like hold a tune. But it's about what you're saying that I think makes you um, uh, gives you a longer career. Yeah, and I mean, some I, of your favorite vocalists probably can't hold a tune that well, but they got a yeah. lot more to say than the guy who can hold a tune. Exactly, exactly. And I think that it's like I I, I always butcher this quote, but it's um it's either Pacino or De Niro said that it's like your favorite actors are your, the ones that have the most unique voices. And it's like, I always think about that. And it's always been like a, a point of mind to whatever like kind of project that I'm coming at, that I always have like kind of a, a voice that distinctly sounds like me. That if somebody's like, Oh, that sounds like junior astronomers instead of it being like, Oh, that sounds like this guy, like a lot of like music you hear and they sound like somebody else, or it sounds like you can hear their influence. And it's like I try to kind of sound like myself more so than anything else. Well, that that's exactly what I, what I was gonna mention to you, man. Like Junior Astronomers has just always sounded like Junior Astronomers to me. Like I I don't know I don't know what else to say. You know, like you're you're hard to put into a little. You're, there's no uh, perfect little box genre to to put you guys in. You're just Junior Astronomers. You know, which is yeah. I think that's like the. Honestly, that's probably the most you could strive for as a band. That's huge to be exactly to to be only definable by your fucking band name, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but that being said, I mean, I there is a part of me that's curious, like what what you and Phil and the rest of the guys, like what was your bag, you know? What did you guys grow up loving, you know, music wise? We used to uh, when we first started, it was it was the Strokes and uh, at the drive-in. And like block party, dude. I was uh, wondering if there was a little block party in the mix, oh yeah. man. It's a lot of English English rock. One second, someone else. Uh, this is gonna sound ridiculous. Somebody else just drove up, dude. I no, it's perfect. Hate them it's too. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dog? Uh, Eli Bumgarner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Look at this, man. Thank you so much. What an odd assortment of things to ask for. I'm sorry. With the lotion, nice. Um, how much do I owe you? You sure? Look at you. You can talk about all your problems to me later on. That'll be the payment. Your hair looks really nice. Did you? Is it? Is it look lighter? Is it? Jeez, Louise, look at you. Get out of here. If I could hug you, I would. 
Mm-mm-mm. August 2021. My body is on your body, girl. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> Sorry about that. Dude, Terrence, this might already be my favorite episode of the podcast. <laughs> it is so authentically Terrence that it is not even funny. We, we happened not... to call you at the exact right time to, to get you in your candid, full Terrence yeah. vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we were talking about, so yeah, we, we fucking, we started out like, we we wanted to start a band that sounded like the Strokes, uh, or at least try to. Um, That's fu- I would have never said Strokes, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's like there was, it's just the ethos of them was just like so cool. And you guys, was, you guys share that that uh, that like strong sense of melody and some of that like, yeah. kind of like uh, I would say maybe your rhythm section might be the only thing musically that really makes me think of it because it's just yeah. so like. Uh, I mean the tightness of what's going on with with Eli and Colin, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's it's one of those things that we kind of like. We always kind of had like this. We never ever sought out to sound like an emo band ever. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said that. You. I mean, I could see maybe there's a little bit of parallels there, but that's not. That's definitely not the first word I would throw out to describe what you're doing. Yeah, I think that it's I think that it's like one of those things like the problem with rock and roll especially is that it's like if you think about the time like when emo was going on, it's like all the bands that were popular even if they weren't emo still toured with emo bands. And I think that they have like they always like it's like well all these other people that don't listen to music are like well they're an emo band too because they tour with emo bands. Like it's like Circus Survive. It's like that wasn't an emo band at all. But like but it's people still people think of it as one, you know. Yeah, because people because they tour with predominantly like emo bands, and it's like that. I think that's like that with like grunge music. It's like back in the day, like I feel like there were so many bands that had to tour with like big grunge bands because they were the big bands at the time, and they weren't grunge at all. Yeah, I mean, it, everybody's kind of fighting what what the public perception of what they are is, right? Like, yeah, Blanca too, man. Like. There's only like once or twice where somebody's called me something and I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most yeah. of the time oh, I'm yeah. like, what? I'm not that. And I'm like, well, Dude. to nine times yeah. out of ten, if you heard our shit, we probably are that. But to, in our own, especially, you just get these, I mean, you created it, right? From scratch. Yeah. So of course, yeah, yeah. You, if there's anybody who has the clearest idea of what Junior Astronomers is, it's you, Phil, Eli, and Colin, right? Yeah. But, you know, you have to think about almost like the layman's terms version of what you are. So people yeah. people will come at it and they're going to be like, I hear this and this, and I'm going to throw that at them for fucking eternity. And it's going to drive you crazy. But yeah. you know that's because you're not you're writing your own damn album review. If you were, yeah. it'd probably be a lot better than, than half of the ones that are out there, you know? I think it's also like a lot of times like for me, and this is the sweet spot that we're in now, is that we've been playing for so long that they have um, they have a catalog of ours that they can compare it to. They don't have to compare us to another band. Oh, so yeah, it's that's like true. they can be like, all right, well, they've been around for ten years. Like, like it's and it's and it's it's odd too because the older you get, the older the the uh, references they make. Like, it's like we started like like when we put out our last record, they were talking about like television and stuff like that, and like it's like. 
before they never mentioned us sounding like television at all. First off, or any- fucking sick comparison. Oh yeah, exactly. Amazing. It, yeah, exactly. But it's like you get you, it. It's really odd because it's 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 funny how it's such an age game for some people and such like not an age game for a lot of people. Like the most like predominantly like it's like I feel like nowadays like with rock and roll it's like a bunch of younger cats making a bunch of like like music that would be on like a like band camp and some of that. But that that's like the popular like lo-fi kind of like, like R&B car seat headrest kind of shit where. Yeah, they have like yeah. Ten records on Bandcamp, then they get signed to Matador, and all of those Bandcamp records get put out on vinyl via Matador. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you have these kids that are just like I don't know, doing their doing their own thing. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel you I, on that, man. Well, dude, I, I've always kind of thought of because, dude, at, at this point, Blanca's is, is kind of one of the older bands on the scene too, you know. And we're yeah. not we're not as old. As, we haven't been around quite as long as you guys. We're only a few years behind you, but yeah. Like one of the reasons, I mean, I feel like for numerous reasons, whether it be because Cam fills in when Colin can't make it, or or just the fact that we've played a thousand shows together. Like I've always thought of you guys as kind of our brother band, you know? Yeah. And, and Hell yeah. One of the main reasons is that like, there's been a million bands that have come and gone out of North Carolina and South Carolina, but junior astronomers and dear Blanca have fucking held on for dear life, man. We're yeah, here. exactly. Like exactly. I, it, we're, we're the, we're at this point, we're becoming the veterans. Like we're, yeah. I wouldn't, I'm not trying to make us sound old, but we, no. we, Compared to your, uh, I mean, even like you know, think about some of the guys who've uh, who've like hit it pretty successfully. Like you know, you and I have, were hitting it before a lot of uh, you know of the you know even like like Justin who of Susto. Like he's been in the game yeah. for fucking ever, but Susto's a little younger as a project than either of our projects. It's yeah, like, exactly. It's crazy to think that we we've seen a lot of shit come and go in our scenes, man. It's, and yeah, I, I think that there's like a beauty to that perspective, you know. Like we've, uh, we have like, I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to be a nostalgia based guy here, but I think yeah. that we have some, there's some wisdom that comes from like hitting it for a, a minute, you know. Yeah. And I, I'd like to think, I mean, one of the reasons that I think that I am so attached to junior astronomers is that like, you guys are another example of a band that refuses to fucking quit. You know, you're going. For oh. It. Hundred percent, man. It's just like I—I I don't think that unless you start really hating each other, I don't think that there's like a real reason to quit ever. Because it's like, like it's like, I don't know, like people, like maybe like when you get kids or some of that, and like you're two or less. But it's some like some sort of practical reason. Yeah, but it's like, why can't you still make records? Like, why yeah. can't you still, like, why do you have to? Why do you have to think about it like that? And I think that. I think that if you still make records, you, like you don't even know what people could latch onto. Like it's like, I, I don't. I, I I I've never thought in my mind ever like that I'm going not playing junior astronomers in my entire. Like I'll I'll be playing in this band till I'm like fucking seventy years old because it's Dude, like that would be the best best case in my mind. I yeah, love. There's all. I always think about if I can make it to be that old guy who's like barely walking around but sitting on a rocking porch somewhere i'm hoping that i've got the newest junior astronomers record yeah, on the turntable you know and that's what i'm saying man if it, and it, it doesn't matter how long it takes it doesn't matter how like this and that i, I just i just don't i i want to make great music and i want to create uh stuff on our time 
Um, and I don't want to feel pressure on it. And like, it, it, it's never been a, it's never been a problem for us. We, we kind of just, when it happens, it happens. And it, we have, we have this idea that we want to make music faster, but it's like, I don't know if it doesn't come out of us, then we don't really fucking worry about it. I, I, I feel that man. I mean, this last record we made, it's taken us longer than any record we ever made. We, we didn't spend that much time in the studio. We probably only spent like five days in the studio, but we yeah. took us a long fucking time to write it, you know? And, yeah. But I mean, that's to be expected, you know. You've you've been both of us have been playing for so long that like, when you're making a new record, you've got that that uh, the context is different, right? You've got four records under your belt or whatever that you don't want to recycle too much, but you yeah. don't want to stray away from from what is truly like what people re- what people think of when they think of JA, you know? Yeah. But, but like you know. I don't know. I, I, I think you've navigated that well, dude. Definitely don't sweat over like, you know, oh, we gotta have a record every year. Like we'll oh, take we'll take yeah. a we'll take a JA record whenever the hell we get it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing is like, I don't know, I really I really I really would enjoy being that band and we've talked about it for a few times where it's like if we're not the if we're not like a huge band, at least make records and be like well respected, you know? Like when when stuff comes out it comes out. People are like, "Oh, that shit is sick, man!" Like, like I, I don't know. I don't. We don't. I don't. I don't think that I'm ever gonna get rich off this. Um, and if I do, I would be just uh, amazed. And c- just because it's like, I don't know. I don't know where rock and roll music is going. If it is going yeah. anywhere, yeah, um, you feel like uh, maybe the rock and roll gets a little bit lost in the in the times sometimes. Yeah, and, yeah. And that, it, like you know, right now. Rock and roll is 100% not the biggest genre out there. You no, know what I mean? no, 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 not at all. And I, I don't know, um, I don't know if it ever will be uh, again, just because I feel like genre, it's, it's, it's like this in like video games nowadays. Um, this is, this is a weird reference to make, but it's like, there's no genres in video games anymore. Really? It's like, if you think about it, like it's all action, it's all like, there's some elements of shooting, like, you used back in the day it used to be like one type like the game would be one type of game. It'd be like a shooter, it'd be like a scroll side scroller, this and that. But like nowadays it's like like it's like with music, it's like, yeah, you can make a rock record, but it's like it might have some tinges of R and B or it might have some you know, like this or like, like, uh, like Anderson oh. Peck's Malibu. It's everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a little bit of psychedelic, it's a little bit of R and B. It's some of it's straight yeah. rock and roll, some of it sounds like Toro Imois. Yeah. But it all sounds like Anderson Peck. Like he's a good example of like that dude clearly has like years and years of music appreciation oh, yeah. under his belt and just figured yep. out, oh, I can do all of it if I just make it all sound a little bit like Anderson Peck too. You know? Yeah, which and is brilliant. Kind of- he's dude. I saw him play in your town. I heard it's uh, the best show ever at the Fillmore. But it easily top five concerts I've ever seen in my life, man. Yeah, dude. I've heard, man. I've heard he had so already good won a Grammy at that point, but he had already had the tour booked of all these smaller clubs. And I was like, this is a moment in time you don't get to capture that often. Like, we're seeing yeah. this dude who is out, he has outshined these smaller clubs, but he's just honoring his, like, obligations for venues he already booked. Yeah. It's a very specific window to catch somebody in. Post Grammy. Yeah pre-arena tour i mean the next tour was all arenas oh yeah um and he probably could have already played arenas but he was just you know like i said honoring his commitments 
And it was nuts, dude. I was like, dear God, please don't let a fire break out in here. Because it was, it was so packed that, like, if anything, the only downside was that it was, like, a little bit fucking nuts. Like, if, it, yeah. if some shit went down, it would be hard to get out of here. But, man, that dude's, like, the Otis Redding of 2020. Like, he is the yeah, greatest dude. performer, man. He's, he's amazing, man. I've watched a lot of videos of him, and it's just, like, I don't know. It, it, it's inspiring, like, to listen, to hear, like, somebody not be, like, stuck in one type of genre. Not because not. it's, like, I, I don't know, man. It's, like, that's how the world is now. Like, everyone has different kinds of playlists and shit. And it's, like, yeah, man, like, we're a rock band, but also, like, and I feel like there's a lot of older records that did that where it's, like, oh, they have this one funk song on this. Or oh, they have, like, this one pop song on it. Or they have this one this and that. And it's, like. I think getting back to that, uh, where, where like somebody has something to latch on to with your music, may it not be your whole catalog. It'd be like one song where it's like, I really like this one song, and it's like this one song sounds like this. Um, I wish they made a whole record like this, but I, they're not going to. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I just th- I think you spoke a little bit to to Junior Astronomer's credit in that regard, and that you know nobody nobody made a television comparison until the last record, you know. So you yeah. guys, you guys are just as uh, capable of flexing your range as, as anyone else, yeah. man. And, yeah, we know, really like, want you, to. You guys, I think that the short and skinny, like if somebody had to pick a word, yeah, they might call you a rock band, but yeah, that, that's so open to interpretation in itself, you know. Oh yeah, and I mean, it, you guys, you you are. By definition, you fit that mold, but from record to record, you touch on so much musical ground that yeah. I, I don't think you're as far off from someone like Anderson Pack who can who can kind of uh, mesh all these different vibes together, but still keep it cohesive as, yeah. as you might think, you know? Yeah, and that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for, man. Because that's that it, it when I think you put yourself in a box, you kind of it's kind of gets frustrating to make music because you're like how can i make it do like sound like this and this and this when it's like i don't know man like i just want i just want to make cool sound of music that's it man yeah. cool sound of music with guitar you know yeah yeah well you've that, got phil so you're covered on guitar man Phil's, yeah exactly Phil's, i know i'm preaching to the choir but Phil, oh yeah he's a, mo- a he's a monster bro he's a monster <laughs> i'm glad sure. that he's been doing that uh gold tone workshop stuff too man yeah like, dude i'm very very stoked on that for him i i he really, he really needs to, uh, like, if that once that picks up, I think that it's, he's going to be like a lot happier of a person. That's what I was going to say, man. Like, if he can make, if he can, anything you can do to just contribute a little more to your uh, cost of living from the things yeah. that you actually give a shit about is huge. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like, just like when you when you play a show that that's uh, paying enough to where you can. Put some in the band fund, but also pay everybody really well. Like that feels amazing, oh, dude. and that's kind dude. of like if he if he gets there with Gold Tone doing all that luthier work and everything. Like yeah. that's gonna be the same thing. It's like, dude, I'm paying my electric bill because I'm fucking with people's guitars and getting them sounding yeah. beautiful. Like that, that's only gonna improve old Phil's quality of life. I'm sure. I mean, he's got yeah, years dude. and years of uh of bar experience, but yeah, I, I don't think that he doesn't care about that, but there's no way he's as passionate about slinging drinks exactly. as he is about guitars. Working on guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to take, take a couple instruments to him, man. I I'm, I'm super stoked on that. It's him and somebody, there's another guy involved, right? 
Yeah, Colin. Colin's doing, oh, he's doing the amps. I didn't know Colin yeah. was doing it. Yeah, Colin's doing the amps. He's doing the guitars and stuff. That is perfect, man. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's sick, man. It's, it's, it's odd because it's like, it seems like, why have y'all not been doing this sooner? But I guess it's like money. You got to buy the equipment and shit like that. So. And time, right? I mean, yeah. I know both you and, and Phil are like workaholics. You're constantly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just started working in the bar life, man. Uh, me and Cam are both over at Wico, this new spot, which yeah. next time you come to town, dude, you got to go there. Um, but I will. It's, it's a. It's it's a whole another animal like working those bar slinging hours, man. It's like it's some, crazy, man. It's some serious time commitment. I mean, it obviously, yeah. it has some financial kickbacks that make it worth it. But it is, if you're really really deep into it, it's hard to find time to intonate somebody's guitar, you know. But yeah, dude. I, I it seems like <laughs> it seems mad complicated, and I wanted to ask him about it, but I'm like, ah, nah. Dude, I I'm the same with you. I just pass the guitar to the guy who knows how to do it and just trust him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, dude, that, uh, it's awesome hearing about, you know, how, how you and Phil kind of came to meet each other because, to be honest, I mean, I've never known either of you without the other one as a sidekick, you know? So that, yeah. that's pretty pretty cool to hear about. But uh, so So you guys get together, you're finally kicking off. I know that one of the another thing that kind of adds to that brother band vibe is that we both had Bo White record our first records. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so where were y'all at headspace wise when you went in to record that that first Junior Astronomers release? Were you guys like, uh, I mean, had y'all started touring already at that point, or were you? Like, no. Nah. We were trying to do it like like how everybody explains it. They're like, don't go on tour unless you have a record to sell, blah, blah, blah. So um, we went and recorded those songs, the EP with him, and then um, started touring. Not not heavy, but um, that was right around the time like uh, Shuffle Magazine was going on and everything like that. What, um, year, what year are we talking, like 09, 010? I think, I think 09. I believe 09. Um, that adds uh, up. Because I was at least... I would think I was at least 21, maybe. I graduated high school in 05. Yeah, it was either, it was either 09 or 08. Um, but yeah, so we were, we were doing that, and we were like, all right, we got to record these four songs that we have, or five songs, and then go on the road with them, and then sell them like that. Um, and then we just started doing that for a little bit, um, not touring heavy, and then the, like the next year or so after that, after we put out the next EP, that's when we started kind of going at it and like doing like four months or three months out of the year of touring. So uh, where, where's the, where's the furthest from home that you guys have made it? Um, I think West coast wise was Austin, Texas. Yep. Like in the West. And then, um, up North, I think it's like Boston and then like the middle of Florida for down South pretty much. Dude, we have like almost an identical, uh, yeah, furthest points we've definitely gone furthest west is texas furthest north is boston and not with blanca but with uh just a band that i was sitting in on drums for i played jacksonville so i've gone down to florida too but uh yeah man i mean it, it makes sense that we've that we've always kind of bonded in that regard i think we've had similar trajectories but uh but dude uh so you one of the the shows that I've always been most stoked 
to see that you guys play pretty regular or regularly is uh, the Afro punk stuff, man. How did, how did, oh, you, yeah. how did you guys get linked up with that? Dude, that is like, it's like if, if I ever have like a feather in my cap or some shit that I like to talk about or that, and that is, that is Afro punk. So like we were, um, we had, we were just putting out dead nostalgia and, uh, we were fucking fucking around sending out shit. And then, some guy hits us up from Afropunk about like uh, doing like a review or something. And we're like, yeah, that's fucking sick, man. Uh, it's it, like literally like a dream come true. Um, and after that, like I'm never really one of those guys. It's like, how do we get on this? How do we get on this? Like, I'm just like, if it happens, it happens. But then I, um, then I get to, uh, then I get an email and they're like, Hey, do you want to do this Afropunk shit? And I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah, and, um, huge. And I emailed the guy that like did the review that hit us up about the review because we played New York a bunch. Like at this point, like it was like by yeah, like you guys are like Arlene's Grocery that kind of spot. Yeah, yeah, Arlene's, um, fucking um, cake shop and shit like that. Uh, but like we we played there uh, like probably like at that point probably like three four times a year. Um, so we were up there a bunch, and I thought it was the guy that that wrote about us that kind of got us in the pipeline, but it was actually the owner of Afropunk. Like, cause my cousin, yeah, my cousin did an interview with him. Uh, my cousin, uh, he lives in LA now. He just moved this week. Uh, but he lived in New York and did like an interview for like a news network up there. And my cousin was like, yeah, I talked to him. And basically he's like the owner of Afropunk picked you guys, um, to play. And I was like, no fucking way. So I, uh, that blew my fucking mind. And we played the first time, and I, I, didn't, I got to meet him in passing. Um, but it was a it was a great experience. And then the second time, like I was walking around, he was like, "Hey, Junior Strangers." I was like, "No fucking way, man!" I was like, "You own Afropunk. How the fuck do you remember my fucking face, dude?" Yeah, and it was just it was it was just it was just like a mind blowing thing. Um, and uh, it's like honestly, for being a like African American. Like is one of the greatest experiences I've ever experienced musically, um, because yeah, there's a lot of like there's a lot of black people there, and that's never really like that at music festivals. But it's also just a lot of people, um, a lot of it's 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 the most diverse crowd of people I think at a festival, um, and I think that that's like a lot of people are like, oh man, like so if you're white, is it like weird? I'm like, no, dude, like like it's pretty chill. Uh, and I think that it's like one of the most beautiful experiences that I've been a part of and I've never, I don't think I'll ever feel as comfortable in my own skin as being at an Afropunk festival. Uh, it's, it's, it's truly something else. And I think, I think that everyone should go to one and check it out because it's literally like, in my opinion, how you would want the world to be. Cause it, like I said, it is like, it's a lot of black people, but it's a lot of people in general and a lot of cool people and a lot of people that you know fuck with the shit that you fuck with oh, and it's yeah. not like it like other festivals it's like yeah man these motherfuckers are here but it's like what are they really fucking with you know like some people are here like trying to see lana del right? yeah some people are here trying to see lana del rey some people are trying to see this like i feel like everybody there just is fucking with just the vision that is you know just like music and creativity right. and shit like that the ethos to the event is very yeah. different from like a coachella or something yeah, like that exactly. where the, it's less uh First off, it's less commercial to begin with. It's not like yeah. uh, there's it doesn't have all those like it's not 
fucking sponsored by Taco Bell yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, Jesus. Uh, like, like, uh, South, South by Line. Southwest? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know you've been there at the same time where there's like, just Doritos Loco stage. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what is going <laughs> on here? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a regular at the local T Bell. I'm not, I'm not oh, lying. Yeah. But yeah. No, hey, dude. I prefer to have my shows and my fast food separate if I can help it. Usually yeah. you get the fast food on the way to and from, yeah. but not during. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like, like it's like, I don't know. It just puts a tinge on any event. You're like, this is this is like made, this is made possible by Taco Bell. Yep. Like it's like ta- Taco Bell makes possible a lot of weird shit. Like, but to make this event possible is just crazy to me. Like, why is Justin Timberlake playing this shit? You know? Yep, dude, he's doing it for those free beefy five layer burritos. For I mean, real, no it's like he around. doesn't have he, he doesn't have enough money for cinnamon twist. He's got to do this shit for Taco Bell. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, Taco Bell's <laughs> got breakfast options now, man. It's yeah. it's, it's yeah. getting wild over there. For Wendy's real. has a breakfast menu now, dude. The fast food game dude. is getting insane. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's it's truly. They're just like we got to make money. We got to diversify. Wendy's is ah uh, yeah. Dude, I don't what? ever want to go to Wendy's for breakfast ever, but I will go to Burger King for breakfast because I love their croissant sandwich, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the croissant sandwich is, is next level. I will say I haven't had Wendy's breakfast myself, but my brother recently changed his Facebook status to say Wendy's breakfast is kind of on point. So take dude, that I'm as a, you will. I believe it, dude. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have, even I know what their, what their selection is like, but I, I might have to have- explore it. They have a breakfast baconator, dude. What is it? A it's still a burger. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be like a sausage patty. I I, I don't know, dude. It I can't really be a burger, know. right? Who's like it's eight in the morning? Hit me with a also, baconator. <laughs> anytime I've had a baconator, I've had to sleep like immediately oh, yeah. after. It's like full on Thanksgiving in a single burger. Yeah, I'm like, what is like? Why do I feel like I just had it, like got tranquilized? It's like, what is happening, dude? Dude, I don't know about Charlotte and and. We this is definitely a side rant, but I'm not opposed to our our uh, our fast food ventures here. But man, the the Wendy's experiences in Columbia and in my hometown, uh, which is Georgetown, like they are both terrible, dude. The worst Wendy's I've ever experienced. Like I went to the Wendy's. I I was back home helping my brother with some landscaping, and we went and got some Wendy's, and I I ordered the classic double stack. And they said, oh, we don't have the double stack. So I was like, okay, well, I'll take a chicken sandwich. They were like, sir, we don't have any meat. I was like, why would you not fucking say that to begin with? That's clearly more important than you don't have a double stack if you don't have any meat. Why are you open right now? And Cam and I keep having issues with the Knox Abbott uh, Taco Bell. Every time we go there, they got something against me and Cam. They're like, Cam's like, can I have a chalupa? And they say, oh, we're out of chalupas. And then he'll say, well, can I have some beef soft tacos? Sir, we are out of all tacos. What is going on here? What is with the Taco Bell? We've had, we have like similar, uh, I think every city has a Taco Bell that's always on some bullshit. And we have one like that. It's an off park road. uh, uh, And it's like right near like a movie theater and a Chick-fil-A. And it's like, oh, man, we'll go over there because, like, it's right down the street from our high school. And so we'd be like, all right, we'll go there. And, it, like, it, it always says on the sign, closes at 11. But we go there at, like, 1030. They'd be like, we closed. And we're like, what? Every time. Dude, the if it's post ne- 8 o'clock, 
the one in town is awful. Even though they're open, they will give you something that does not even resemble what you ordered. <laughs> if it's after eight o'clock, it's it's remarkable. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy, and it's like I don't like put it past them. Like when I was younger, I, it frustrated me, but it's, it's like it's like I don't know, man. If I wasn't getting paid that well, I would be bullshitting too, dude. And there's gotta and be like, times when they're like. You know, just the the Taco Bell, the the greater overlords of Taco Bell failed the employees, and they don't got enough. Yeah. They don't got enough in them to bullshit you with a fake reason. It's just that Taco Bell dropped the ball, and they're just like, "Fuck it, we can't serve you." <laughs> it's also like think about it like this, man. Like think about how many times I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I used to call to work all the time. Think about how many times you would like a person that works at fast food would call out at work. And think about how many times they'd probably be short-staffed, especially, like, late at night when I usually go get fast food. And it's like, I get mad. I'm like, why are they? Why is this happening? It's like, oh, yeah, they probably just want a fucking break because they are short-staffed. And they're like, we've been working our asses off for three hours making fast food. It's like, of course you're going to be like, for an hour, like, we'd be like, I'm going to chill for a second. Oh, yeah. And and lie and it's like i don't yeah like i mean and you and you and i can sit here and pick apart the the fast food experiences that have sucked but one thing that is like huge to me and it's like a pet peeve of mine is that a lot of people roll up to a fast food window and they say get me a number three i want this i'm like dude just say fucking please and can i have a like, it's not that hard. It's like a huge pet peeve of mine is that within yeah. the fast food world, people roll up and just think, I can bark an order at you. And I'm like, dude, their job fucking sucks. The least you can do is be nice enough to ask for a double stick. Exactly. Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like that with like a lot of people. And like the pandemic has kind of fucked me where it's like, like I'm like when I'm 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 personally at the grocery store when it's like talking to the cashier and being like, so how's your day going? Like shit like that. Just to like, make them feel like i know that they're not just like a robot making right, my shit right. happen but it's like the pandemic has made me like not talk to people because i'm like i don't want to breathe on anybody and i don't oh, want them to yeah, breathe yeah. on me it's so, so it's tricky like, dude trying to navigate yeah. this this new world we live in man it's crazy bro like it's like and it's like my my thing about this situation is it's like what is like culture like gonna do about this like are we just gonna like like movies that are getting written right now about 2020 that isn't just predominantly about the pandemic what are they gonna like is it always gonna have like little snide things about like oh remember when we like just chilled at our houses i feel like they're probably i wonder if there'll be some movies that just like fucking rewrite it you know like as if as if we weren't hanging out at home people will be nostalgic for those days when we didn't didn't have to hunker down at home or something i don't know it's hard to say i'm sure there'll be a few that are true to how how this year has actually happened but i feel like some people will be like oh we'll just we'll live vicariously through the new uh whatever rom-com and where they yeah. actually went out and socialized but i think I, I think i think that it's like honestly like it's like a lot of things are going to lean into it and then i think a lot of things are just going to be like well it didn't happen like just because it's like no one wants to watch it like watch something where it's like oh like, it's, like, think about, like, a normal sitcom that's, like, based in 2021 when it's over. It's, like, are they going to mention it or is it going to be, like, an ongoing joke? Is it, like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm I'm working on something. Like, I'm writing a show right now. And I'm, like, how do I write a show and not mention it if it's going to come out afterwards, you know? 
Well, you gotta, uh, you gotta give me a little more on that, dude. What, what's the word on that? You're, you're writing a show. Who are you doing that for? Um, well, my cousin that I told you that like was working for the news. Uh, he's working on uh, selling a television show, and me and him are working on writing a television show at the at the moment. Dude, that's incredible. That's like, that's a perfect situation. I I can't imagine something that you'd. Uh, I just I, I imagine that would be just something you could definitely thrive in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, it's like, w- uh, without giving a, a lot away because I can't. Uh, it's just. I mean, it's just. It's something that is personal to me, and I think that is a story that hasn't been told. So that's really all I can. Dude, really I, yeah, I, right I now. won't pry, but when the time comes for this to actually uh, see the light of day, let me know, man, because I don't want to miss yeah, out I'll, on that. I'll definitely keep you posted. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's got to be scratching a new creative itch for you, man. That's so yeah. different from being in a rock band. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's it's. I mean, I've been like I write like all the time, and like I've always been like heavily into storytelling. So it's just like kind of like it's kind of the natural progression, but I don't know. Like my cousin, like I talked to him about it, and now like we have about like four or five ideas that I pitched him that we like have in the pipeline. That like once we finish this one, we're gonna start really focusing on another one. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So yeah. So it's like me and him are really getting at trying to make like stuff happen because he's like he's sold his his shit that he's worked on for years so he's like once we get this hall finalized and i get my shit so we start pushing your shit uh and start getting that in the pipeline so it helps his portfolio and show that so well, is this the first time you and him have really been able to collaborate yeah 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 and he's like one of like my biggest influences in my entire life like literally the guy that like basically like i wouldn't be me without him like there's a few components about like, like of myself that I'm just like, if, if he didn't like when I was before I went to high school, he literally told me what to do to be me. And, oh, yeah. and he's like, and, need that guy or, yeah, or, or girl <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. He was like, he was like to be successful in high school, do all these things. And I did every single thing he said. And I had a great time in high school. Um, it seems like you've always, uh, had some strong family influence, whether it be your sister yeah. or your cousin. And, and I, I might be, you know, misinterpreting it, but you know, one of my favorite junior astronomer songs is "Little Sister, Little Dog." Uh, oh is, yeah. Does that have? I mean, I'm assuming that is that about your own sister? No, it's about one of the it's about one of the homies. Um, like it was a crew. It was like me, my my friend, uh, me and my three friends. One one girl and two guys. We all hung out like for like two years straight, like solid. And then one of my homies passed, and they're all like younger than me. So it's like, it was all kind of like a, it was like an odd time to, um, to be, to be like, a, that was like a foursome that turned into a threesome. And right. then that, those other two people started dating. So it's like, it was kind of like a very odd time. Yeah. That that's, yeah, that's a, a big like shift in vibe twice over within a, within one little group, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially because it's like my homie died and it was like twenty first birthday, uh, like the literal day. Not, not, not even like, not even like. Oh, a few days after, it's like we day. went out. We went out. I dropped him off. He said, "I love you." I got a phone call from his mom at work, and she told me that he 
wasn't like wasn't waking up and and then yeah so damn it was it was yeah it was fucked it was it was uh because it's like you you only hear about that kind of stuff in like movies or some shit like it's never like oh yeah this like 21st birthday yeah but it was it was it was a fucked up time well there's something about being that age and trying to process uh deaths that hit you to that degree man i I can definitely relate when i when i first got to college well right before college a friend of mine passed a real close friend and then one year in another friend who from the same group passed in a pretty similarly tragic way and and being like in your early 20s and still figuring out who the hell you are and then having to process something that catastrophic i mean that that's huge man and uh, uh uh, it's it's not even the least bit surprising that what that my favorite junior astronomer song came out of that because it's those times of like, I mean, just pure confusion that lead to some incredible art because yeah, that's something that it doesn't matter when or where where it happens to you, it's gonna blow your fucking mind and 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 just change your world completely and and trying oh, yeah. to capture that in a little snapshot of a three minute song can be pretty powerful, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that like, for me, like that was like our first slow song or yeah. slow ish song. Yeah, and it's I definitely think that a change it, of, I mean, it's, it's definitely different from the rest of the record. Yeah. And that was like really what I thought was special. Cause it's like, it still sounds like us, but it's like, it was our first time dabbling and trying to sound something like a little different and not like balls to the wall the whole fucking time. Uh. And you do it well, man. That's a that's a great one. Not to not to gush, but I think we're uh you know, it it's definitely a standout track, man. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Dude, I, I, I you know, Colin is such an important part of what's going on with, with you guys, but I'm I'm glad <laughs> weirdly enough, I'm kinda glad there was uh that period where where he was a little less available because I think yeah. it, it just led to Blanca and and junior astronomers getting a little more intertwined when because I'll, yeah. I'll never forget there was that gig where he couldn't make it last minute and yeah. I texted Cam and was like bro <laughs> Colin can't make it and yeah. like my intention well I didn't tell him you should reach out but my yeah. intention was man I hope Cam reaches out and yeah, yeah, yeah. he clearly read the room and and uh, learned all the bass parts and hit you up and played that show at at Royal American and then. You know he's only played a handful since then, but it it's it's still like I mean I know that Cam loves you guys and and has oh, yeah. always, always thought of you guys as one of his favorite bands. So uh, seeing even even as a temporary thing, just a means to fill in, it was just I don't know something about that felt special. Just uh, yeah, even, definitely yeah. brought us brought us closer. I think as a, as a squad. For sure, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's cool seeing one of your friends play in one of his favorite bands. I've seen him play yeah. in my band forever. You know, I want to see. Yeah. I want to see Cam blossom and 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 anything. And it really doesn't yeah. take much to see Cam blossom, man. I mean, he's a yeah. He's an entrepreneur. So, he's so talented, dude. One of the, I mean, he's like basically he and Colin are the best bass players I know. So it oh yeah, one hundred percent. And then you know, obviously transmissions doing so well. I mean. Dude, I, I, I mean, you know, I know that the episode's not about Cam, but man, I'm proud yeah. of that, dude. I really just wish that there was some, like, shit that, like, 
he came to practice and like he just like learned so much from us. But it was like I bet it was just like kind of eye opening. Where it's like these motherfuckers don't really these they they're just relaxing, you know. <laughs> like Dude, I, I've I've had. That's probably what he was hoping for, though. You know, like he just wanted yeah. to vibe out with you guys and play the songs. Like oh he, yeah. Uh, you know, like yeah, if he gleaned anything along the way, uh, you know that's great. But I think his end goal was just to hang with you guys and and play yeah. music, which is exactly what happened. I feel like I had like this like conversation with somebody, and they were like, "Yeah, dude, we just really would like to see you in like a practice scenario, like, scenario, and see how you are." And I'm like, "I don't know, dude. Like, I'm like, I don't think you're gonna get what you think you're gonna get. You know, I, I'm I'm not like some like." mass or, like orchestrator where it's like all right dude play this play this i'm actually pro- i'm pretty much on some dumb shit most of the time while we're writing it's like i'm like all right man can you make can you stop playing that and play that and can you make this sound like a car crash like just saying dumb dumb shit like it's never like it's never like anything that i think is like a profound yeah but you, thing you say that as, as if it's purely dumb but to, to people who to who vibe out on it like they're you know the dumb shit's what they're in for, you know what I mean? They want, yeah. them. they don't want you to some contrived fake like this is an act, you know. We're uh, yeah. we're we're all about some some holier than thou, yeah. Shit, they want they want you guys, man. Like and and yeah. you guys always carry yourselves very authentically. Like that's why people love junior astronomers. They go to a show and they feel like they're in the band, man. Like you guys. Yeah. If there's ever a band that knows how to make the entire crowd feel like they're part of the same creative mission as the band, it's you guys. No, yeah, I appreciate it, man. That's yeah, what it's man. all about, man. Motherfucking human beings, bro. Like just living life, and that's what rock and roll. That's what. And the main thing is, is that's what rock and roll is to me, is coexisting in a space, and just translating it and living and just flailing around i don't know just being alive together and it's never like anything where it's like totally like an insular it's about me thing it's like it's it's always been about like a crowd or about the mass of people but it's like a lot of this stuff sounds very just like specific about me but it's more so just me kind of like i don't know giving my perspective yeah and that i think that a lot of people have you know for sure man and if it wasn't for for you guys being open to to that side of being in a band, I mean, it, it would probably have completely changed your career track. You know, I mean, I think the main thing, the biggest takeaway from a junior astronomer's experience is the communal, everybody's in the crowd shouting along, you know, I'll teach you how to settle down or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, that that's... Dude, I mean, people go there, it's almost like, uh, it's like the the punk rock rock and roll equivalent of like uh i don't know you know like when you go to a a revival at a church and everybody's yeah. like uh just vibing out all in a group and you're like i don't know mm-hmm. what's going on but there's a positive <laughs> vibe here yeah <laughs> uh but yeah man like you know i you know we've we've played on so many bills and and, and shared so many stages and i can only hope that we keep it going man and uh I, i've loved getting to know you over the years man Oh yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. I've loved too, man. It's like, like really, like, out of all the bands that I've that we've played around with, it's like, I'm so glad that you guys are the band that is still around with us because it's like, I don't know, it's like a lot of bands. It's like it always felt like a competition, 
for us, it's for, for, for us and y'all, I feel like it's just like, hey, man, we're just comrades in this rage, bro. Yeah. You know? I'm not trying to beat anybody. I'm trying to be there with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. 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 Hell yeah, dude. Well, dude, it, it's been awesome talking to you. I, I guess I'll let you go, man. But uh, but let's stay in touch, man. We're, we're putting out this new Blanca record. Maybe we can bring you to town and uh, and make something happen once it makes yeah, sense hell yeah. that, too. Yeah, please do, man. You know we'll do anything for you guys. Hell yeah, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon, Terrence. I love you. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll cross paths soon, man. Like too. Peace out. This has been a Comfort Monk production.